So today is a very special day for two reasons. One, because today is my 30th birthday. Two, because today is the first episode of this podcast. I've been working on this podcast for a while now, and I think I first started the podcast back in March. And from March all the way to now, which is May 29th, I can tell you one thing. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But you know what? Even though I don't know what I'm doing, and that makes me slightly anxious and it makes me slightly uncomfortable, I still got to do it. It's something that I've been thinking about, something that I've been entertaining as a concept. Done is better than perfect. Chasing perfection for me has always been the source of my unhappiness, the source of my inability to become satisfied. Because when I chase perfection, I continue to hold on to things that was ready to be released out into the world. So whenever I was working on music, whenever I was working on some type of art, and I knew it was done, I knew I was, I knew it was ready to go out to the world, but I held on to it. And I held on to it because I was thinking, what? What are other people thinking? What somebody else might think? I was thinking, what if they don't like it? What if they see me differently? What if I get judged? These are things that you think when you're striving for perfection. So I'm completely done with perfection. I don't want nothing to do with that motherfucker. My new religion in life is done. Done is better than perfect. And when I say done, I don't mean just because you completed it is ready to go. What I'm saying is, is that once you get something done, if you happy with it, if you satisfied with it, then you gotta release it out to the world. Because waiting for it to be perfect, I might not ever give it away. And sometimes, you know what, okay, cool. Maybe it might take me a couple years till I'm satisfied with the work, right? Because if I'm satisfied with it, then I'm happy with it. If I'm happy with it, then I'm fulfilled. And if I'm fulfilled, then I'm living in my purpose. That's the only thing that I'm truly striving for, for perfection. Nah, man, fuck that shit, because I've tried to make perfection happy. Perfection is like a side bitch that you do everything for. You you took her, you took her on a helicopter ride, you took her to the five-star meal, you did everything that you know that she liked, and at the end of it, she's still not happy. That's who perfection is. But you want to know who Dunn is? Dunn is that beautiful, gorgeous Felicia Rashad. You, you, you took her to her favorite restaurant and she couldn't believe it. You got her a birthday gift. You surprised her with that favorite thing. She liked books. You got her that favorite book. You got her tickets to her favorite uh, concert. Whatever the situation is, and she was happy every single time. Dunn is the happy experience. Perfection is chasing something that just truly doesn't exist. Because at the end of the day, perception is reality, right? So what perfection is to me might not be perfection to some of these skaters that's behind me right now. But what I can tell you for me personally and for all the people who can relate to me is that trying to chase perfection just left me feeling empty, feeling feeling unaccomplished because I was never able to truly attain it. I was never able to truly attain perfection. So I decided to let go of it and get rid of that shit completely. Because happiness should be all about reaching your expectations. I really feel like when it comes to perfection, perfection is about meeting other people's expectations, which is why it's so hard to be happy. It's why it's so difficult to really be fulfilled, striving and chasing perfection because it's all about what other people think about you. So with that being said, perfect. It's been a nice run. I took you out on dates. It's not going to work out no more. I done found me a wife and her name is Dunn and she loves me and I love her. Well, yeah, man, today is my 30th birthday, bro. May 29th. I mean, what what are the words? How do I feel right now? Well, let me start by telling you that one, I feel fucking amazing. I'm happy. I'm proud of myself. Wanna know why? Because I've went through so much to get to this point right now. Like, what 30 looks like for me is having a day off, living in my favorite city of all time, coming to the Lower East Side Skate Park and talking my shit. 
working on the first episode of my podcast. 30 looks like I'm building my brand. 30 looks like I spent my whole 20s just trying to get to this point right here. Because when I was 19, when I first started everything, when I first picked up my first camera, I started doing Photoshop, started doing graphic design, started making beats, started rapping, started rhyming. Um, you know, I didn't know how possible it was to live in this creative lifestyle. When I was 19, I was working at Jamba Juice, and then I worked at Walmart, and then I worked at um, uh, Once Upon a Child, a baby store, and then I worked at Hollister, and then I worked at all these different jobs, right, where I had 30-minute breaks, and my managers was assholes. They was always micromanaging, and they micromanaging me, and they was always not showing me no love, and then I worked a security job, right, and I was always getting in trouble, and I was always on that two strikes and just praying and hoping that I didn't get that third one because, you know, with jobs, it's like if you get in trouble within a six-month span, then you fire, right? All of these things that was happening to me at that time. And when I was in my 20s, I was just on this constant pursuit for the creative lifestyle. I needed to know how possible was it that I could wake up every day looking the way that I want to look, gold on my neck, gold on my wrist, wearing streetwear, wearing Air Maxes and Jordans and whatever it is that I want to wear, letting my beard grow out, letting my dreads do what they want to do. How possible was it that I could live that lifestyle and still get paid? But not only get paid, can I pay my rent? Can I take my girl out on a date? Can I buy a car? Can I take care of my mom? Can I take care of my pops, my sister? That was my biggest question in my 20s. And fast forward to now that I'm 30, I'm no longer wondering how possible that is because I'm living it. I'm living my truth. I'm living the life that I always wanted to live. So a little background, right? My name is Wolf Taylor, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. I was born and raised in Dallas. And when I was living in Dallas, there really wasn't a huge infrastructure like there is in New York or like there is in Los Angeles, right? Like there isn't magazine publications and there isn't record labels and there isn't like um, big time artists or big time videographers big time fashion designers, none of those things exist. So when you're living in a city like that, which is majority of the cities in America, if you're like me and you're a person that was attracted to that, like you're looking at YouTube, you're looking at the internet, and you're looking at all these people that are your age and they making money and they and they traveling around the world and they living within their purpose. But then you look around where you live and it's like, well, everybody telling me to go to college and all of my friends getting factory jobs and the highest job that I know that you could possibly get is a job working corporate in a cubicle somewhere. And that's no disrespect to a factory job or a cubicle job, but me, I wanted to be like the people that walk around these major cities looking good, feeling good, and being happy about what it is they do. But I didn't really know how possible that was in the beginning, so I had to figure it out. And that's the whole journey of my life. My whole life's journey was all about putting one step in front of the other, taking risks to see how possible it was to live the life that I'm actually living today. So when I was living in Dallas, it wasn't much, so you had to find it. I really had to follow the breadcrumbs and follow the clues to piece the picture together to see how possible it was. So when you come from a city like mine and you know you want that creative lifestyle, but you don't really know where to go, because I didn't have no friends who was in that lifestyle. I didn't have no family. I didn't have no uncles or nobody who could point me in the right direction to tell me what to do. So I had to really figure it out on my own. And what me figuring it out looked like was me figuring out where the musicians in my city was. And once I found the musicians in my city, then that's when I started to have a bigger idea of what it is that I could do. Once I saw young kids with these super powerful cameras and young kids being in the studio, directing their own music videos, making their own beats, designing their own clothes, that's what gave me the inspiration. Because before, before all that, I was like, well shit, I'm in college, trying to get a degree in business, 
computer science or some stupid shit like that. And I didn't know how possible it was to just, once again, really live that creative lifestyle. But once I found a local music scene and I seen all these young kids who was my age doing what I didn't even know was possible, that's what gave me the inspiration to go for it. And that's how everything started for me. So at the time, I didn't know how to make music. I didn't know how to make beats. I didn't know how to do none of those things. But what I figured I could do is I could get a camera and I could help assist the people that I believe in. I could get a camera and I could help assist the people who needed it, right? So as I'm looking at everything that got, I'm thinking to myself, how can I see myself in this community? What can I do to bring value to this situation? Because I don't rap, I don't make beats, I don't, I, don't do, I don't do music at all, but I'm a big fan of people who do music, right? I knew I couldn't do music, I wanted to do music, but I didn't know how. So the first thing I thought to myself was, what can I do to be the next best thing so that I can be involved, right? Like, what can I do so I can be around these cool kids, so I can be around these dope people? Because, because you can't come around just to be around if you don't serve a purpose. So I had to figure out what was my purpose gonna be. And after really assessing the situation and really seeing what was going on, I realized nobody got music videos. Nobody really has photographers. Nobody really has a person to follow them around and shoot vlogs and, and help them not spend hundreds and hundreds of hundred dollars on music videos. So that's what I did. That's how I got into the creative lifestyle by shooting music videos and shooting vlogs and doing recaps for Vibes Texas, shout out to Destiny and just, you know, moving around the city and just whoever needed, whoever needed work, I was there for it. I remember my last job, I was working security, right? And I was making like $400 every week. And I knew I needed a better camera to work with these artists. I knew they wasn't just gonna fuck with me just because I needed to really be able to offer them something that was worth their time, especially if I wanted their money. And in the beginning, it wasn't no money. All the work that I was doing for free because I wanted to make a name for myself. I just wanted to get my name out there so eventually people could be like, oh yeah, kid, I ain't seen all, I just seen all his videos and shit like that, then I could pay. So if I could work with the best artists and do videos for them for free, then hopefully the other artists who look up to the best artists would then be like, okay, well I need him too. And once I got into the groove of shooting these music videos and traveling and getting paid to go to California and just getting paid to help people doing my thing, I was able to leave my job. and. And I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was just paying my rent, I was paying for car notes and taking care of all these things. That's not realistic, that's not how it was. But I was able to make a little bit of money and that's all I needed to know to trust that process, right? Because I was holding on to my job because I was like, well, listen, I gotta pay my car note. I gotta put gas in my car. I gotta be able to pay for food because ain't nobody about to sponsor none of that shit for me. I'm a grown ass man at the end of the day. And I wanna be able to take care of myself because that's what it means to be a man. But I gotta know that I can make the income happen. And long story short, I left my job. My last job was security. And I went from making $400 a week to sometimes making $3,000 every two weeks. And it wasn't like that all the time, but when I really busted my ass, shooting four music videos a day, traveling, doing all these different things, I was really able to fucking prove to myself that, you know what, this is possible. And that's how the creative lifestyle started for me. And after doing that in Dallas for years and, you know, really being proud of myself and really making a name for myself in the city, like people starting to become aware of who I am and people knowing about me. It got to a point where I wasn't chasing people down to shoot music videos anymore. People was coming to me. Every single day I open up my Instagram and I have like at least four or three DMs of people trying to hire me to shoot a music video for them. And that's the type of shit that gave me the confidence to know how possible this shit was. So was I balling? Absolutely not. I was not balling, but at least I had enough to pay for my gas, pay for my food, take a girl out on a date every now and then, do a little something, you know, that, that's, that's what it started out as. And that's all I needed at that moment in time. That's all I needed. 
Coming to New York was always my life's goal. Like my entire life desire and life mission was to come to New York City. And it's a hundred percent, it made a hundred percent perfect for me as a person because everything about who I was, the way I walked, the way I talked, the type of clothes that I was wearing, the type of music that I was listening to, my favorite movies. Like my favorite movie is Paid in Full. That's a New York ass movie. The source of everything that I love, the, the source of everything that truly inspired me the most. Like when I go through my old Tumblr, right? All of the pictures that I was reblogging, all the pictures that I was liking was shit that was coming out of New York City. So the source of my inspiration and the source of everything that had, that made me feel motivated was coming from here. So in my mind, the way I looked at it is, if I could get to New York City, I could be completely inspired and completely motivated by everything that was already motivating me in the first place. I took a chance and I came to the big city, man. And when I first got here, oh, I was broke. <laughs> oh, I was broke, bro, it was nasty. Like, I've been in New York now for four years, four going on five. And it wasn't until like, I would say three and a half that I started really getting stable. I started really getting on my feet, right? And I wasn't really able to be stable until I started working at WTF. So when I first got out here, obviously I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anybody who could pull me in the right direction to help me figure out how I can make some money. So my goal every single day was as soon as I wake up in the morning, um, hashtag Brooklyn, hashtag Harlem, hashtag the Bronx, and look for every musician I could find in that hashtag. And every time I found a musician, I would literally copy and paste a message to them, letting them know like, hey, I'm new to the city. I got a camera. This is a link to my YouTube. This is my portfolio. These are all the music videos that I've done. And I'm shooting music videos for like $300, $400 or whatever. And if you need that, holla at me, let me know. My mission every single day, because I didn't know anything else. I didn't have a sense of direction. I didn't know where the Lower East Side is. I didn't know what Brooklyn was. I didn't know what Queen, I didn't know none of that. I didn't know nothing. So all I did know was, you know what? Do what you've always done. Every single day, my goal was to get blocked by Instagram because I'm sending 10 to 20, 30 messages to artists before I had my coffee, before I even step outside and let the sun touch my face because that was making me feel comfortable with knowing that I was doing everything that I could do. And that's what it looked like for a long time. Majority of the artists ignored me. Nobody responded. It's funny, actually, now I'm completely sustainable. I make more than enough to take care of myself. And some of the artists are responding now four years later. And long story short, I was never able to get any real money with the musicians. To be honest, musicians be broke. Not only are they broke, but they got big ass fucking egos. They either don't want to pay you or they gonna finesse you out of paying you some type of way. And they just difficult to deal with. They perfectionists. Everything need to be perfect. When they music not perfect, they not perfect themselves. It was, it was just burning me out. Like it had me doing 100X amount of work for a little amount of money. Because let's say I might take me three, four days to work on a music video for an artist. But the amount of money that I would get, I would spend that shit the same day, two days, three days, whatever the case is, the money was leaving way faster than it took me to actually deliver the work to the artist. And half the time I was spending all day working hard trying to shoot these music videos and edit these music videos with those artists. So what did that look like? That looked like me being at a Starbucks and me being outside, plugged up, trying to use somebody's Wi-Fi, whatever the case was, me working tirelessly all fucking day just to finally deliver them the product and then them tell me, oh, I don't like the way I look in this scene or, oh, do we got any more angles or whatever. It was fucking killing me, bro. It wasn't worth my time. So working for artists in New York City and working for musicians in New York City wasn't doing me no good. It wasn't showing me no love. It was stressing me the fuck out. I was getting burnt out. Working with the musicians and working with the artists was difficult. But once I started working with the podcasters, that's when my life started to actually make, I started to see momentum in my life for real. I started working with 
Mouse Jones first. Out of all the podcasters, I reached out to him one day. And you know what? I'll tell the official story sometime later. As a matter of fact, I'll see if Mouse want to do the episode with me. And then me and him can hopefully talk about it together. Because when it comes to all of my success in the podcast industry, I, I, I owe it all to him. Because if it wasn't for Mouse Jones taking a chance on me and allowing me to just get introduced into the podcast world, then I don't know if I would be here, to be honest with you. And I honestly never really gave a fuck about podcasting. The, the ironic part about it, because now my whole life is about podcasting, not only how I make my money, but then too, like the brand that I'm trying to build is centered around podcasting. But in the beginning, I never was a huge fan of podcasting. When I reached out to Mouse, I just was tired of being broke. And I knew that I had tried everything that I could with working with the musicians and the artists, like low level artists, bigger level artists, it all turned out to be the same thing. People not paying me my money. So, you know, I, so then one day out of a night of desperation, I reached out to Mouse Jones and let him know like, hey, same thing. I copied and pasted that same DM to him, tweaked it a little bit because obviously he's not a musician. And when I tell you, he messaged me back immediately, like within five minutes and told me like, yeah, link up with me tomorrow or the next day or some shit like that. And yo, from that point on, I, I was a podcaster getting in the city, making a name for myself, spending another three to four years just hustling, just trying to make a name for myself and trying to figure it out, learning how to be an entrepreneur for the first time, not really having a guideline to that, being horrible at business, not knowing how to negotiate the right amount of money for the right amount of work that I was doing. None of that. I didn't know how to do none of that. These are all things that I had to learn in my 20s. And I'm not saying that that's what you got to do. I'm not saying that when it comes to paying dues that everybody's upbringing and everybody's journey is going to look like that. But the point that I'm trying to get you to understand that the point that I hope that you're pulling from this is that you got to go through your ugly phase first before that shit gets sexy, before it get pretty, before it becomes attractive, before you get to a place where you got everything that you asked for. The first thing you got to do is you got to fall like a hundred times before you really get up that next time with the trophy, with the title belt, with the victory. Before you can bask in the glory, you got to go through the challenges that built the story. I'm gonna say that one again. Before you can bask in the glory, you gotta go through the challenges that built the story. Now I got new goals and new aspirations that I'm striving for. Because now I know that this shit is possible. I know that you can, I know that you can work a creative lifestyle and make plenty of money to satisfy and sustain your life. And that brings me to the point of this podcast, right? Because now that I know how possible this life is, because I've seen some of the best people to do it themselves, my bosses, Alex, Mandy, and Wheezy, all of these people who took destiny into their hands and they live the life that they want to live. They become their own bosses. I know how possible it is because I get to see them do it for a living. So at 30, I'm finally at a point where I've accepted the idea and I've accepted just the mission that I want to start a podcast. And I want my podcast to be something that inspires people to be great and to really remember everything that you already know. Because one thing that's interesting about life is a lot of things that I'm gonna talk about on this podcast, it's things that you already know, but we get so invested in, sometimes we get so invested in paying our rent, being a boyfriend to your person, being a girlfriend to your person, um, having a good relationship with your best friend, paying your car note, paying for your gas, paying for all of these things. Sometimes we forget, sometimes we forget that Sometimes we forget that comparison is the thief for joy. Sometimes we forget that perception is reality. Sometimes these very simple things that we actually know we need to be reminded of. And if I don't do nothing else, I want to be the person that helps remind you of these things so you can get back to where you need to be. Because I don't give a fuck what type of person you are, right? Even the best of us, all of us get tired. 
all of us get anxious. All of us go through depression. All of us go through things. And when we're not being our higher self, what are we doing? We being our lower self. And sometimes you're stressed and you're depressed and you don't have vision, right? You don't have clarity in your mind. Your mind is foggy because you're thinking about way too many things. I just want to inspire people to get back connected to the thing that brings you purpose, to get back connected to the thing that brings you fulfillment. Because if you don't have purpose in your life, chances are you're a lost person. Chances are you're way more stressed in your life than you would like to be. You don't talk to your partner with respect. You don't even talk to yourself respectfully. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. How many of us are having conversations with ourselves every day and all the conversations are not positive? All the conversations are negative. Me building this brand is me saying that I understand that because I'm also that same person. I'm also a person that has went through very difficult things because I didn't know how to control my own thoughts. I didn't know how to control my own mind. I didn't understand truly that perception really is reality. And as I walk this journey, discovering ways to make my life better, discovering ways to find my own happiness, I wanna share those things. Because if it works for me, then it has to work for a thousand other people. Because as different as we all are as human beings, at the end of the day, it's some things about us that's all the same. We all wanna be happy. We all wanna make money. We all wanna celebrate life. And we all know that we're gonna die one day. And before I die, I wanna make sure that by the time I take my last breath, by the time I close my eyes and I don't get to see my family no more, I want to transition into whatever the next thing is, knowing that I left everything on the table. All the money, all the cars, all the houses, you know, I'm going to get all that, that's for sure. But, but I can't keep none of that stuff with me. But what continues to live on when I'm no longer here is the energy that I left into the world, the effect that I left on people. And when I pass, when people remember what I was about and what I wanted my life to mean, and they continue to share those teachings and they continue to share that energy with another person, then I continue to live on. That's what I want. That's what my brand is about. And that's what Halfway Up is about. And when I think about being 30 and I think about everything that it took for me to get here, I'm proud of myself, man. And I'm, I'm glad that I come to this point of understanding that I know what I want for sure now. I had to figure it out in my 20s, right? And I'm not saying that and I'm 30 that I just got it completely understood and I'm completely comfortable. It's still a lot that I got to figure out. But one thing I know for sure is that I know that when I think about this brand, I just want to help people become more positive. I want to help people become more optimistic, right? And I want to help people get closer to God because at the end of the day, we all need to be grounded in something. And so once again, when I think about this brand, I'm calling it halfway up because I don't believe you'll ever finish rising. I don't think you're ever really done with the work. By the time you're done with the work, you're probably dead. And if you're not dead, you're probably unsatisfied or you're unfulfilled, right? Because us as human beings, I truly believe we always need to be striving for something. I'm not saying you got to be clocking into your job. I'm not saying you got to be raising kids, but you should be still finding ways to live within your purpose. And whatever that looks like for you, as long as you have fulfillment in your life, that's the safest position you can be in as a human being. As a human being, no matter what age you are, whether you're a teenager, you're a preteen, you're an adult, or you're an elderly person, you have to have fulfillment. And the only way that you can truly have fulfillment is that if you know for a fact that you're living within your purpose. And the only way that you're living in your purpose is to constantly be living. And living is an action, it's a verb, it's something that you're doing. It's not something that's done, it's something that you're doing. When you're dead, that's something that's done. When you're living, that's something that you're doing every day. So you never finish rising.
And to me, that's what it means to be halfway up. It's to be constantly doing the things that bring you purpose in this world, that helps you understand, I know my purpose. I know how my people feel about me and I know what I mean to my people. And as long as I stay connected to that, as long as I stay close to those things that bring joy to my heart, then I'll always be happy. And when it's my time to go, I go with peace and I go with pride and I go with dignity. But more importantly, I go with contempt because I know I didn't leave nothing to chance. I didn't leave nothing to my imagination of not knowing how it was supposed to go. I didn't do that. I put everything on the floor and I made sure that I could live with it. And when I think about halfway up, you know, it's kind of like they say, it's not about the destination, but it's about the journey. That's what I mean when I say you're never finished rising. It's all about living within your journey and it's all about taking your journey to the max. And I'm not just preaching it, that's what my life has always been about. I had to go through a whole entire journey to get to my 30s. I had to get to a whole entire journey to get to this place of wisdom, to get to this place of comfortability. And, you know, it was hard days that I spent in New York. It was days that I was depressed. It was days that I absolutely did not believe in myself. Days that I second guess myself, days that I question myself, days where I told myself, you know what, you're an idiot. Why did you even do this? Days where I felt alone because I didn't have nobody that I could just pull up on like I had in Dallas. I didn't, I couldn't just call my mom. I couldn't just call my pops, right? Because because now I'm in this new phase of my life where I got to be strong enough for myself. These are lessons that I actually had to work through and walk through and I had to learn things the hard way just to understand how true these concepts are. I did everything the wrong way. I did everything the wrong way. I talked to myself super bad. I ain't have no self-respect. I ain't have no self-love. I went through everything the wrong way just to realize the right way to do it. And now that I understand that, I want to have conversations that inspire people to hopefully not take as long as that I did to learn these things. Because I'm sure we all know a whole lot of people who finally got that big house with the white picket fence, but they're not happy. We know a whole lot of people who got the nice cars, who got the marriage, but they're not happy. Because it's never about getting to a place. It's about enjoying the process to getting there. So yeah, those are some of the things that you can expect from Halfway Up. You can expect inspiration, motivation, self-development, connection to God, fulfillment, um, being honest with yourself, making friends, being close to your family being a better brother to my sister, being a better son to my father, being a better son to my mother, being a better person to my people. Halfway Up is about being a better person to your people because when you're close to your people and you're close to the things that actually matter, it doesn't leave a lot of room for depression. It doesn't leave a lot of room for anxiousness and stress because you're connected to things that keep you grounded. And once you're grounded, you're not floating around in the air aimlessly feeling lost. You have a sense of direction because you know who you are and you know where you're at. And as long as you don't change that, that'll never change for you. And you know, before I sign off, it's something that I wanted to share with y'all. A little slogan, a little mantra, a little, a little spirit of the brand that I want everybody to become accustomed to. Remember, we call it halfway up because we're never finished rising. And whenever I'm working, I will remember done is better than perfect. And if I'm satisfied with my work, then I'm living in my purpose. Halfway up.